I just want humans to realize that fulfillment and joy and purpose don't come out of relationships. They can come. They don't always come out of relationships. I think that they can. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the part where I need a lot of I don't think that I don't think the relationship ever is the source of it. Mm. Uh, ever. I think it certainly can make it more likely as a as a potential support system. I don't think it ever is the source of it. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today's episode, I am bringing back Dr. Jay Tita, <laughs> one of my closest friends for our ongoing relationship series. It has been a while since we did a new one and you're in for a treat because there are several that we batch recorded over a handful of days and they will be dripped out over the next uh, couple months. And then we have lots more in store around relationships for next year. Um not just podcasts, but I'll leave it there. <laughs> so there's more coming. So stay tuned for more from me and Jade on this. Um, today we are talking about why why we get into romantic relationships and the growth that can come as a direct result. And this this episode is really interesting because this is Jade and I agree on a huge amount around romantic relationships. We also disagree on some things, and you're going to hear a lot of pushback <laughs> from me <laughs> against him on this one. And this episode was a ton of fun to record. Um, you get a, a little bit of a taste is, and to what our private conversations sound like and what it sounds like when he and I uh, disagree with each other. So <laughs> there's lots of that. There's also lots of agreeing, but I think you're going to get a lot out of this one. And it's going to give you some perspectives, hopefully around romantic relationships and uh, allowing you the space to be introspective about why you might choose to get into romantic relationships and perhaps reframing the lens with which you approach them in a way that could be really, really powerful for you. So I would love to hear how this goes for you. Please let us know. Um, all the ways to connect with Jade are in the show notes as well. And you can also listen to this podcast episode over on his podcast, Next Level Human, which I highly recommend. So buckle up and let's go. Jade, you and I have had a lot of conversations about why each of us do or do not want to be in a relationship and why humans in general want to be in relationships. Uh, we had a really interesting conversation about this last night. We were like, why are we not just hitting record on this? Yeah, I know. We should be like, every time we sit down and talk while you're here, we should be recording it. It's like hours and hours and hours of data. And not, and you know, it's funny. It's not just so everyone here is not just, not simply because Emily and I think we're saying anything so profound. I think it's just that we're saying things that are so different 
that it would be interesting if everyone listening right now could be in on the conversation because it's so not the normal conversation. And I want to say too, actually, I don't, I don't know if we've ever addressed this publicly. You and I have never been involved romantically. Yep. And we have no sexual energy between us whatsoever. Yep. Um, sibling, sibling, sibling energy. energy. You're yep. my, you're my brother. And, and yet we have incredible chemistry, mm-hmm. but this is why I think we, we come at things potentially, again, not necessarily from a, a way that no one else has ever addressed before, but I, I think that we do maybe approach an interesting dynamic between the two of us because you and I agree on a lot of things. We also disagree on some things and we, yet we also see each other's points when we do disagree. So it makes for a really interesting conversation, even just for the two of us. Yeah, and I think on this particular conversation, what you listeners, everyone in the conversation will find is that there are some pretty, in this one, we tend to be pretty different. And Mm -hmm. I'm always interested in, um, because I guess in this regard, I'm more the realist and or pessimist. You're more like the optimist, perhaps. Although Um, I still have a lot of realism. Yeah, yeah, you're more (laughs) realist, optimist. I'm probably realist leaning pessimist Pessimist. for, for different for different ways, but maybe, you know, just sort of, uh, I'll give people my general view on relationships, then maybe you can, and we'll see if we can um, reproduce the conversation last night to some degree. Um, partly, I get a bad rap, I think, from a lot of my friends who really love relationships, because I tend to be the person who is kind of anti, despite the fact that I'm in a relationship with a woman I freaking adore and feel like you know, there's so much around that that I love. That being said, I feel like relationships in general are not what people um, want them to be and think they are. And so let me tackle both those, want them to be and think they are. I think what people want is somebody in their lives who is their person. This is a term you use a lot. That's my person, which to me, if you extend that, it means to a, to a large degree, that's my uh, everything. Uh, you know, it's this is my uh, best friend. This is my cuddle buddy. This is the person I rest my head on. This is my lover. This is my support system. This is, you know, and I think it speaks to the fact that people want safety and stability, right? So, so I go, I don't think relationships are what people want to be because to me I go, Let's just be real. There is no real safety and stability when you're dealing with some other person. Even if they are your rock, they could still die. So this is what I feel like people think they want a particular thing and they're not looking deeply enough. And this is why you're already getting why I might be the pessimist in, you know, in this conversation. Despite how lovely and beautiful I think it is, I think it's an unrealistic thing, right? So they don't, it, you know, it's like they think uh, they want this, um, thing and they think it's uh, a particular way and it's just not and then the other thing I would say about that is that it's really safety and stability they're seeking I don't think that relationships are any real guarantee of safety and stability and the second part of that then goes into my um, sort of major thrust of this is that safety and stability is uh, I would say not really possible in life in general and that the degree to which you will feel safe and stable is the degree to which you cultivate uh, resilience, strength, courage, um, the ability to be alone uh, within yourself. And so this is where I'm coming from. It's not to say 
that relationships aren't beautiful. It's not to say that we humans aren't built on connection. It's not to say that you learn a ton in relationships and perhaps the most in romantic relationships. It's just to say that the story I think we tell about relationships is an unrealistic story and that if you go into relationships with the belief, underlying story and belief, that they're going to solve all your problems and this is going to be your person and your everything, I think you're setting yourself up for failure in two ways. Way one is it could easily end. And way two, even in the, within the relationship, even if they are your, quote, person, you know, my pet peeve, I don't like that term, but, like, but even if they are, and even if they are perfect in every way, and even if they do give you the greatest degree of safety and stability one can have, you still, in, you know, this relationship is going to go on if you're one of these people like, I want this forever thing. And you still have to live your life, learn your lessons, and still come face to face with the difficulties of life. And no one can do that for you. And at the end of your life, you're going to have to die alone. Even if they're there holding your hand, you have to cross whatever it is that we do at death alone. So to me, I just go, why are we continually trying to outsource um, our uh, sense of worthiness and our sense of growth and all of that to someone else. And so I'll stop there. That's my general view on it, despite the fact that I think it's lovely and one of the more beautiful, if not the most beautiful aspect of being human. And interestingly, I agree and teach every single thing you just said. Like, so we, we do actually approach this very similarly. But you asked me last night why I wanted to be in a relationship because you were, we were talking about how the reasons that most people give for wanting to be in a relationship and some of the conversations um, that you have had in particular with people and not really understanding their, you know, understanding their viewpoint, but not agreeing with, with their viewpoint on that. And you asked me why I want to be in a relationship. And I said, and I was like, and you need to hear me out on this because this is not going to go the direction that it is going to sound like I'm taking it. So I'll, I'll try to explain this again. I have spent an, an, uh, potentially a larger portion of my life alone than a lot of people. Yes, I was in a, a very long-term relationship as well, but I'm an only child. I spent an enormous amount of my childhood on my own. Um, even when I was in a long-term relationship, I spent a lot of that on my own. Uh, and in the, in the four years since that particular long-term relationship, I have spent a lot of time on my own, like far more than ever. And I also really enjoy being alone. I, I enjoy my alone time. I require my alone time. And yet I have done so much work on myself, like inner, the inner work, um, over my entire life, but particularly over the last four years, especially I have you have, have witnessed me through that in, in a lot of it. And you have seen how much work I have done. And I have reached a point where I almost sometimes hit levels of a tiny bit of frustration, not sexual frustration, that's not what we're talking about, but frustration in the sense of I can sense so much more in me that I know I may not be able to access without the help of another person in deep romantic relationship with mm -hmm. because humans are wired for connection. Absolutely. And we also heal and we need to heal on our own to do our healing work on our own and continue to do our healing work on our own, no matter who we're with, but also 
we heal in relationship too. And there are, there are aspects of ourselves that we will not meet until they are mirrored back to us in the context of a relationship. Again, particularly a romantic relationship because it's much more intimate. It's much more vulnerable. People see sides of us that maybe are just platonic friends would not ever get to meet. So when those aspects of ourselves are presented back to us, we then have a choice as to what we want to do with it or why this particular thing is coming up or why this is triggering me. Why am I having this reaction? Uh, Why isn't this triggering me? All of these different things that we get to tap into that there are, there are parts of that, that I just can't find by myself. Like where I require another human in very close connection to me to be able to point some of that out. Mm. And this is where you also want to get involved, obviously, with someone who is growth oriented. Um, to me, that that's a very basic requirement for anyone that I end up with. But you have to be willing to do that work. You can't just want a relationship for the sake of filling a void. Wanting a relationship to try and make yourself feel better, to make yourself not lonely, you'll still be fucking lonely. There will still be many moments. The average human feels lonely 48 48 days per year. And most people hear that statistic and they're actually kind of flabbergasted because they, in our loneliness, loneliness is subjective. So loneliness is only what what we make it to be in comparison to um, how connected we think we should be and where we think we're lacking. But it's, it's a completely subjective experience. Jade, you and I could each spend the exact amount of time alone and one of us might feel lonely, the other one might not. It, and, and it's totally subjective. So we have to get into relationships for the right reasons. And I think that similar to your point, if we are looking to just outsource aspects of ourselves or hope that we will feel safe or stable with someone, safety and stability, by the way, is still a core foundational element to any healthy relationship for it to thrive. And, and for, for each party and for the relational, the relational entity to be able to grow and flourish. But that safety and stability still has to come from within. We can't just be putting that into someone else and hoping for the best. And I have, I have lived out moments where the rug was pulled out from under me, where I thought that my safety and stability lay with that other person. And then it was presented to me in very harsh ways that it did not. Mm-hmm. And that I had to create that from within and to build that foundation within myself to make my relationships stronger as a result, but to know that I always had my own back at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, just, I don't know if you guys can hear, there's a construction going on uh, downstairs. <laughs> these, um, these mics though are very good about blocking out other sounds. So you may not be hearing it at all, but if you do, I apologize about that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot there and, um, it's just hard, right? We have this conversation a lot. It's just hard for me not to look underneath all the talk about this and still go, let me see if I can unpack certain things. I still go, you're not, you're not going to find safety and stability in a relationship if you haven't found it within yourself to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this to me is one of the core things. So you, people might be looking for that. And I even think like this idea of like, oh, well, I've had a rough time. I didn't feel safe and stable with my dad. I didn't feel safe and stable with my mom. I didn't feel safe and stable with my siblings. I was bullied. Whatever it is that didn't make you feel safe and stable. See, I think what happens is people go, well, that's why I want a relationship. 
And I go, and that's exactly why you probably shouldn't be in a relationship right. because until you can weather the storms of life in a way that allows you to not, um, you know, uh, feel so torn by outside influence because cause what happens is if that's what you're doing, you're going to get into the relationship and without you knowing it, you're going to put way too much on your partner. And then that is going to set the relationship up for failure to begin with. And, and my whole thing is, you know, that quote that I always like to lose. If you see life as a battle, you will find, you know, wars or skirmishes everywhere you go. And if you see life as unstable and unsafe, you're going to go into a relationship and you're going to tend to see it that way, whether it is or not. And then you're going to um, continue to project that. And the only way you get over that is by doing the hard stuff alone. That's the first thing that I will say there. Now, I agree that relationships are incredibly growth-oriented, and I agree we're built for connection, but here's where I'll challenge everyone and where I tend to challenge you. I don't actually think, even though I do believe they are one of the best types of relationships we can have, and I do believe you can grow in specific ways you can't otherwise because of the intimacy you, you talk about, I don't think they are required. What I think is required is connection. There is no question about that. We are pack animals in a sense. We absolutely need human connection. It is a mistake in my mind to assume we need romantic connection. There are many people who do amazing things and live amazing lives uh, without romantic connections for many, many reasons. And to me, I like to start there first because then I just go, if you cannot tell a story of beauty and connection and love and meaning and making a difference by yourself, I'm not so sure you're going to be able to tell that story in any significant way for any consistent amount of time inside a relationship, especially if shit starts going wrong. Um, And to me, the worst fear I would have for anybody is to go into a relationship and experience the kind of thing that you experienced uh, and what I in, did to my wife uh, that I was married to, that where basically we're live there living a life, thinking things are safe and stable. Meanwhile, there's things going on behind their back, manipulation behind their back, manipulating their reality, and the rug is pulled out from under them. And to me, I'm like, you're setting yourself up for that, and that can happen anyway because the rug can be pulled out from you. Your husband, wife goes out for a drive, is killed in a car accident, and they're gone. The rug is pulled out from under you. What are you going to do then? And, and to me, that's ultimately what I am essentially saying here. And I know I'm somewhat repeating myself here, but to me, it's so important. And to me, it continues to be missed. I don't think you need a, a romantic relationship. I think you need to find safety and stability in yourself. And if you don't, the, your relationship will suffer regardless. And so to me, now, here's the big question, I suppose. Um, and I think this is what you're pointing to. Uh, if I'm in relationship romance, maybe I'm far more likely to find that. And that's the part I just disagree with. I go, you're, you're likely to grow in ways you couldn't grow otherwise, but not in that way. There is no way in, in my mind. And I, and by the way, this is a conversation. It's just my opinion. This is why I like to talk to Emily because she'll push back on this perhaps. And maybe all of you listening would be like, I just don't agree with you, Jade. My point is, uh, and you know, I, I've thought about this, but I could absolutely be wrong, but I am pretty damn adamant about it, is that in no way, shape, or form will a romantic relationship ever give you the safety and stability you want, period, end of story. It never can. It never will, in my mind, because that comes from you. And if you don't have it, 
it will eventually fall apart for you. Now, the argument I think that we could have, and I'm going to hand this over to you, the argument I think we could have is, well, is it possible at all? To me, that's more the argument. Is it even possible to find safety and stability uh, at all? So that, to me, is more of the valid, valid argument. Can it even be found? And then my next level up is, if it's going to be found, it's going to be found with yourself. And my third level argument is never going to be found in a romantic relationship. You're not going to grow to that thing. Now, I do think the struggles of a romantic relationship and getting the rug pulled out from you again and again is the catalyst, as suffering and pain is for most things, to get you there. So I, I, think, I do think romantic relationships are incredibly helpful perhaps for finding your safety and stability, but only when they end and they're difficult and they blow up in your face, not when they're perfect and safe and stable. And here's the pessimist. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Let me present, present Jade the pessimist. Mm-hmm. Okay, there, there's a couple things there. One, and I, I, want to, I want to address the safety and stability thing as well. So let, let's put a pin in that for a quick second. Mm-hmm. First, I'm going to challenge you on the fulfillment piece mm. because I think that that's something that a lot of people would, if they were here with us, would be challenging you on is, is the sense of fulfillment. Like who, who do you want to come home to at night? You know, like your work isn't going to keep you warm at night just to use sort of like the stereotypical cliche. So there's that aspect because not everyone is, is as nearly as fulfilled in their work and in, in the sense of purpose that they live out in their everyday life as you and I are. And and you and I both fully recognize and acknowledge and are both incredibly grateful for that element that each of us possess because it's, it's a privilege. Mm. So I know that you and I are very much on the same page about that. So I want to, to push back on the fulfillment piece and hear from you on that. The other thing that I'm going to present to you is a conversation that you and I have had more than once (laughs) about, about, um, how did you phrase it? That, that you feel that romantic relationships are frequently where most dreams go to die. (laughs) And I have pushed back on you about that a lot. And I continue to, because I'm like, okay, if there are these aspects of ourselves that we cannot access with, without romantic relationships to get us there, regardless of, of which, which way it comes through, whether it is as pain or whether it is as, having the experience of, of being deeply loved by another human, even if that, even if that stays together and continues over the long term into, into a beautiful relationship that has an enormous amount of longevity and, and uh, happiness and, and healthy, healthy, fulfilling connection within it, that experience can help to create Help, help to build a sense of self. It cannot be the only thing that our sense of self is built upon, but there are elements of us where we need to feel connected in order to have pieces of ourselves recognized that we're like, oh, that's a thing that I can go out into the world and do something with. You are actually a great example of this for me, because before I actually moved into doing this work, you recognized, and not in a romantic way, but you recognized very specific aspects of me that I had not even seen for myself. And you were pointing them out to me going like, Emily, you're really good at this. Like you've got this skill, this expertise, whatever. And I didn't even see that for myself until you pointed that out to me. Yes, I realize that 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 particular example is a non-romantic version of, but when we are also loved by someone in a romantic way, 
that can help to open up even more aspects of us that we may never have met before that allows us to go deeper into our sense of purpose in the world and with a sense of fulfillment and to carry that with us to not only go after our dreams, but to actually help create new dreams that we had never even considered or thought of as a possibility before. Mm-hmm. So I'm pushing back on you in that one, Tita. So mm-hmm. go for it. <laughs> well, first of all, I think that um, when you talk about fulfillment, I think that's wrong. I think what you're really talking about is contentment. Contentment and fulfillment are not the same thing in my mind. And again, doesn't mean I'm right, just an opinion. All of us in this conversation, we can check in and be like, well, do I buy what Jade's saying or not? But in my mind, contentment comes from meaning. Pur- uh, fulfillment comes from purpose. So let me break this down really quickly. From my perspective, meaning is what a relationship can give you. It cannot give you purpose. And actually, this goes to the heart of my argument. Mm-hmm. Meaning is something that is borrowed. It's, it is, I do think it's a requirement for a human. I don't think you can go through life without meaning. Um, I think if you do, uh, you are in for a very rough ride with as tough as life can be. Mm-hmm. Your children can give you meaning. Uh, your romantic partner can give you meaning. Other people can give you meaning. Your work can give you meaning. Uh, certain experiences can give you meaning, right? And, and actually, Viktor Frankl, if you ever read his work, Man's Search for Meaning, talks about this. Where I disagree, I think, perhaps with Viktor Frankl and many people who have these conversations is I think they're conflating meaning with purpose. I don't disagree that absolutely we search for it, we need it, it is a requirement for a good life. But I think then we take one step further and we try to conflate meaning with purpose and it's not the same. Meaning is borrowed, and here's what I mean by that. Your lover can die, your parents can die, your kids can die, they can leave, they can betray you. But uh, Meaning is contingent upon a particular state of being. it, It requires a particular environment that you have no real control over. It, when it's there, you have meaning and you're content. As Soon as it's gone, you don't have meaning and you're not content. Now, from my perspective, that's what a relationship is and it's beautiful and it's important. What I think is, uh, what I'm really saying here is, is that you can't, that's important, it's beautiful, it matters and it, it can, uh, and, it, and it makes a good life. But that's contentment and, that, and happiness can come out of that. But uh, it's a fleeting thing. It requires things be a particular way. As soon as your lover leaves, you're no longer happy and content. As soon as your parents die, you're no longer happy and content. As soon as your kids leave the house or don't live the life that you want them to live, you're no longer happy and content. If someone dies and you're going through a hard time, it's very difficult to lean on those things to get through. They can make a difference. They can act as support. So that to me is where I think we're talking, and I think there's one level up from that, and that is purpose and fulfillment. Now, purpose is something that we do, we have, we have built within us, we have chosen to give to the world, not get from the world. And so when in relationship, most people who crave relationships are asking in my mind, now again, this is, you know, you guys can just, you know, tell me if you just completely disagree, but in my mind, most people who are crave relationships are people who want from the world. They are trying to get something from the world. Belonging, acceptance, safety, stability, and there is no judgment in that. I want all those things too. But it's something you're being like, world, please give me this, right? I get it. But 
to me, I go, what is it that I can give to the world? What is it that is my unique nature, my unique skill set, my unique experience, my unique choice that I go, I'll take it on the chin for Team Human. I'm going to give this to the world regardless of what I get, regardless of being acknowledged for it, regardless of being rewarded for it, regardless of any kind of tit for tat. I do this, you do this for me. And then I'm just going to go out in the world and do that. Now, to me, that's fulfillment. At the end of my life, I can look back and be like, I did that. I took it on the chin. I did this. I achieved this. Fulfillment has a level of achievement in it. So I can see that, you know, if you've had, um, I can see where if in a relationship you can do something with that person that you couldn't do alone, I can see where that starts to cross over a little bit into a sense. And this is actually where I think those kind of relationships, I think, are extremely rare and extremely badass. And in those, I'd be like, if we could all have that, hell yeah. But I think it is very rare. I think most people are just like, give me some safety, stability, acceptance, belonging. Please, world, give me some safety, acceptance, you know, belonging. And I go, how about you take a step back and you go, what is it that I'm really here to do? I'm not here for orgasm and rainbows and cuddles and a, and a roof over my head. I'm here to make a difference to the world. And when I do that, and, and by the way, if you just looked from my perspective, just look around the people who we admire most in the world, the heroes that everyone points to and says, these are heroes, are not people who were looking to get something from the world. They weren't focused on relationships. They were focused on other people as a whole. They were doing stuff that oftentimes put their lives at risk. They were not out there being like, I'm just going to like go home and rest my head on someone's shoulder. There was a lot they gave up there, perhaps even those relationships, Right. And they, they made huge differences for the world, things that I think not only could they be proud of, but we're proud of. And if there is such thing as a God or a collective consciousness, that God or collective consciousness is going to be proud of. Otherwise, to me, relationships start to look, if that's not the context in which you're looking at relationships, to me, they start to look a little self-centered. They start to look a little bit like gimme, gimme, gimme type of thing. Now, the final thing I'll say here before I throw it back to you is the following. Okay, so, but here's, here's the issue. Because you said the, the, the whole title of this, I guess, is, you know, or the question was to me early on, why would you want to be in a relationship? Now, to me, if, if the why goes to I want to be in a relationship for growth, this now is very different to me. If I want to be in a relationship, and by the way, there's no judgment here because you're probably going to want both. Of course. Right? But I think, I, don't, I think people always get the first part. Of course I want safety and stability and give me. And this is, the, this is what most people conflate with love. They think love is about love me the way I need to be loved, and I'll love you back, and we'll just be safe, and everything will be fine. Well, growth is a, growth is a situation where you don't actually get what you want because it wouldn't mm -hmm. be growth then. It's yeah. uncomfortable. It's and oftentimes the most growth-oriented relationships – are the ones that end. And, and again, this is the thing, because I think people don't understand what they're actually, actually asking for. To me, the why that we're here, the big question is learn, teach, love. So grow, learn, right? In between learning and teaching, there's the growing part. And to me, I go, if that's why we're here, then a relationship should enhance that. And in that case, that's my why. That's, if you ask me, do you want a relationship, Jade? Hell yes. I would prefer that over not. Um, depending on the person, but I prefer that over not, and I'm okay with it ending because ultimately I want to grow with my partner. And if I don't have a growth-oriented partner, if I have a safety and stability-oriented partner, I actually, me personally, don't want that because I'm not really interested in that. So those are my answers to that. I don't think it's fulfillment at all. I think it's contentment and happiness, and I also think the why, if you're going to get in a relationship, the correct answer for any 
thing we're doing here is to learn, teach, and grow, and it should be growth-oriented, despite the fact that, of course, all of us want safety and stability. And the, the, the argument, it's a very good argument that can you grow without safety and stability? We can have that argument, right? So, but I just don't think that you can rely on anyone for safety and stability but yourself. Well, and safety and stability also comes in a variety of different forms. And by the way, I, I really like your your differentiation there between the contentment and and the fulfillment and the degree to which I was speaking about purpose coming from a relationship was not finding purpose in the other person in the relationship. It was that they were a beautiful addition that might help you deepen into your own sense of purpose in whatever it is that you're doing in the world or how you're showing up in the world or, or whatever. So that was that was what I meant by that. But safety and stability, this can come in the form of financial. That's often a big one in, in relationships. Um, it can come in the form of like emotional, psychological safety, which really uh, love can't grow without emotional and psychological safety. It, it just can't. Uh, then that also could open up an entire conversation around the difference between love versus lust um, and like passion and stuff. And there can be people, love takes time to grow too. And safety and stability are built over time within yourself as well. Whether you're in a relationship or not, you don't just snap your fingers one day and decide that you that you feel safe and stable from within. Like that's going to take not only time passing, but what you choose to do with that time, how you choose to utilize it, how you choose to grow from it. And as a result of what you do what with what happens during that time, these are all of the things that are gifts being given to us that can serve as redirection at times um, and as opportunities to deepen into a sense of self. And I will also make the argument that a lot of times we will hear on Instagram, therapy, blah, 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 whatever, about um, that you, you should be able to validate yourself, that you should be able to... Uh, source your entire sense of, of worthiness yourself. And I agree with those with caveats, like with nuance. Is that there. even possible? But keep but, going well, this that. is what I'm going to say is that we, we can't, we are not robots. We are not like silos. We are interdependent humans who are wired for connection. And sometimes in any relationship, we are all going to require validation from our partners, from our friends, from our loved ones, whoever it is. And that helps to better develop our sense of self and our sense of worthiness. So this is also the argument that is very pro-relationship because I also think that there are certain elements of that that can only be found within the context, not, not only found, but I really do believe that there are certain aspects or depths of it that can only be found within the context of a healthy, like emphasis on the healthy part, healthy, fulfilling relationship mm. that there are parts of ourselves. Again, it comes back to my main argument about the fact that there are parts of ourselves that we will not likely meet unless we have that given back to us, like, like reflected back to us in some way. And then you get to decide what to do with it. If you are someone who has such, um, deep sense of unworthiness from within someone you can be in a relationship with the best human ever and have them reflecting back to you all these amazing qualities and having them give you like this sense of safety and stability it won't fucking matter 
Because if you are hell bent on, on not believing it and not feeling that yourself and not creating that for yourself, someone can pair it to you what they want all day long. If you don't believe it and feel it from within, it's not going to make any difference. So that is why, yes, it is very important to build that sense of self from within. And part of that sense of self is helped by being reflected to us and, and helping us grow through our relationships to others, particularly a romantic relationship. The other thing that I will add to that is that not everyone gets the romantic relationship that they want. And that is the uncomfortable truth that you and I both know deeply and that you and I agree on, but this is not the, the, the conversation that most relationship coaches are having. This is not what therapists want to say out loud. This is not yeah, and why what should anybody they, wants to really? talk about. Why should yeah. they get it? Yeah. And well, and exactly, but not everyone gets the romantic relationship that they want. And that isn't, I, I don't think that there's any, I don't think that there's, there's a lot of ways that we can necessarily predict that for certain individuals. Um, because then that could turn into a conversation of deserving. I know how you feel about deserving. So we can talk about that too, if you want that. Sure. Like we could argue that everybody in the world deserves a relationship. What does deserve even mean? That's like a whole conversation in and of itself, but deserving does not equal getting. And, and sometimes people are not going to get that relationship. So that does bring it back to the self. How are we going to build the relationship with ourself? How are we going to create that sense of safety and stability from within? And I know you and I both feel that way. Like, yes, it does still have to come from within. And I still think that there are elements of us that we, we may not access without these romantic relationships in our lives at some point or another. Yeah. And I would say um, that, again, I mean, you and I have these subtle differences, but this is a place that we're probably likely um, always sort of disagree. And I think most people are going to side with you because this is like, that's the more cultural, mm -hmm. but I go like this, I'll, I'll reframe it. I agree in a sense. I just don't think it's romantic. I think it's intimate mm -hmm. relationship. I don't think, cause I'm, I'm like, okay, so what's the diff The only difference in a romantic relationship is that you're having physical intimate contact, uh, contact, you know, it's a, it's a sex relationship. Now, I think what you're pointing to is you're essentially pointing to there's something that happens in that with security issues and everything else that no one else would see that you can only grow in that particular way. And that's perhaps correct. But I think it really comes down to an intimacy type of relationship. For example, uh, we've, we're not intimate. I'm glad you pointed that out in the beginning because it speaks to this. Yet, uh, you have said to me and you just said here that you've gotten aspects um, from me in terms mm -hmm. of my belief in you, the fact that I see your power the fact that I believe in your dreams, the fact that I would support you in those dreams. Um, you've gotten aspects uh, for me and that connection, that's a level of intimacy. That's not sexual necessarily. So to me, again, I go, we conflate uh, these, these things. Intim intimate relationships, I would agree, absolutely. Sexual romantic relationships, I would say, not necessarily. That's the first thing I say. The other thing I would say is even if and, and again, this goes to even if that is the case, which it may be, right? Like from my perspective, I don't know. Like maybe you're absolutely right about that. Something just feels wrong about it. But to me, I go, even if that's the case, then to me, I go, you, a lot of those lessons I've already gotten. I feel like I'm good with them, right? Like because of the, diff because of the romance, because of the insecurity, because of times where I have been so needy and so, uh, you know, 
trying to get people's attention and other times where I figured out I'm too aloof and I'm too freedom oriented and I'm not connecting. And like a lot of those lessons now, I'm like, I don't need, I don't know that I really need to rehash any of those. Now I, d- I can't know for sure if there's going to be things that come up. So what I'm, you know, in, in romance again, but what I'm getting at is that, okay, so even if that is true, cause here's the story, meet my person, live happily ever after. And I go, Okay, so let's say, it, let's say that what you're saying is true. Is it necessary that you live forever with this person? Again, I just go, these are just all stories to, to feel safe and secure, which, by the way, is 100% all of us want that. My whole thing is that once you get out of that story, you can see there are m- many other ways to feel safe and secure other than in a romantic relationship. And that, yes, romantic relationships that you've had and ended – I actually think are the best teachers, not necessarily the ones you are in always. Like those are the ones that set the stage because in the end, what helps us get safe and secure and worthy and question and change is pain and suffering and discomfort. And, the deg- and so, I, so I guess my main argument is not about relationships really at all. It's the fact that people want to get in a relationship and just ask, ask ourselves the question, I have been here too in my life. What you're really saying when you think about this is, you know, someone's sitting on the couch with you with your head on their lap and they're, they're petting your head and you're just like, this is my home. I feel like at home here. That's really what it is. And of course, that's beautiful. Who would not want that? The fact is that life might not have that in store for you and that might not be your lesson. And to me, I'm all about telling the right stories. Some of the happiest people I know do not have relationships and died alone in their 80s or 90s. And some of the happiest people I know have been in relationships and, and then their partner died and they died happy in their 80s and 90s. And some of the happiest people I know have had relationships. So I just go, I don't see that the relationship has anything to do with it. Something about the life that person lived and the growth they had got them to this transcendent state. If, to me, I see it as a cherry on top. You, you need the Sunday. I don't think you need the cherry on top. And, and I think that's what people perhaps, perhaps miss. Now, I think an argument could be made that, you know, having the cherry at one point to, to understand what it's about and to uh, have a, the experience of it and to grow from it might be a requirement. But then I ask myself, what about people who are born, like, you know, in wheelchairs and have no sexual, you know, um, no romantic ability, no, no ability to connect with people on that. They're still going to have intimacy. They're still going to, and, and they're still going to grow and they're still going to love, uh, live amazing lives. So when I think about stuff like this, I go, yeah, it doesn't make sense because I just go, what about all the people who cannot experience life in that way? They still, many of those people, you know, live arguably happier lives. You know, maybe we could say many of them live more difficult lives, but again, I just go, it's sort of like this whole thing, like, aren't we lucky that we even get to talk about a place where we get to have relations? Some people never even get to experience that stuff and live happy lives. So how can it be so important if that's the case? Well, and I, I agree with you about the cherry on top part too. Like despite everything else that I've said, I, I agree with you about it being like the cherry on top. Like how can you create a, a, a beautiful, fulfilling life for yourself without that? necessarily. And then that can become a beautiful addition as opposed to the, the filling of a void. 
So I absolutely agree with that about, about the being like the cherry on top. I also think that, that you haven't made this point yet here, but you have made this point to me before about that some people orient more towards wanting romantic relationships and the intimacy in regards to the intimacy piece. I think that ultimately the main root of the issue is that most people do not have intimacy in their lives, period. Mm. Most people are going through life incredibly lonely, disconnected from others, from sense of self. They don't know how or to connect with other people. They don't have the right people coming into their lives to connect with. They don't know how to communicate. Um, there, there are so many different aspects of this where we are, we are suffering collectively from a lack of intimacy. But then we put the romantic relationship up on the pedestal of like, oh, well, that must be the thing. This is my point that you're yes. making right now. Yes, and I agree with you. I completely agree with you about this, that, that we, we can pedestalize that. I am coming from a place as someone who has many intimate relationships with many people that are not physically intimate, but I have very deeply connected intimate relationships, including with you, not physical. And I get so much from each one of them. And I hope that, that I give back as much as, as I receive. And I still want the cherry on top. Mm. And I believe that, that I'm allowed to have that, like that, 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 that can be part of my life, that it doesn't have to be an either or, because I think a lot of people also end up in situations where it feels like a, I, I can have the great career but I, I can't then also have the great relationship that I can't necessarily have both. And I am very much a strong believer. Lots of people will disagree with me on this. You have disagreed with me on this, that we can have all of it. It doesn't mean that we will, but I think that we can. I think that the possibility is available at, at least to, to some people that if that's what you want, that might be a possibility for you. Doesn't mean you'll get it, but it means that, that it is reasonable that you could potentially have it. Yeah, in the same way that it was possible, I per, perhaps at one point, that I could be Tom Brady, an NFL superstar. <laughs> the fact, you know, it's possible. Yeah. And, and some people have it. I just think it's fairly lucky. And I do think, you know, I'm a realist. This is the realist part of me that goes, you know, we set our, we set our tasks at some point, you have to kind of go, you know, I'm not going to be a superstar singer. I love music. Maybe I'll end up teaching music, but I'm not going to be Mariah Carey or someone like that. And I think this, this is an, a point with relationship. But I will say this, and this is where you'll see some of the optimist side of me come out. I look at it like this. You said something very important. I go, um, everyone and anyone I talk to, I, I would say, what is it that you want? And if you tell me that I want, a, a deep, loving, romantic relationship, I'm fully in support of that. As a matter of fact, I, I, I think it's, I can't, I can think of few more beautiful things than that kind of relationship, to be honest with you, right? It's just beautiful. And I also think in the same way, some people go, I want money in a business I could call my own. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, I think those are, those things take a lot of work. And I do think there are people out there who can do the work in all areas and, you know, their life looks like that. I do tend to think, perhaps very wrongly, but I do tend to think that in life, if you're not focused, you're fucked. And, you, and, and certain things take a lot of focus uh, to build. And there are gives and takes. And there are things you might have to give up if you want uh, certain other things. 
But certainly for me, I, I, I look at romantic, romantic relationships like that. I look at it like prioritize. Like, you know, like to me, I go, Absol- absolutely, this can be and is beautiful. And if you could have it, why wouldn't you want it? I would want it, right? Like everyone would want it. Like if we could have that, I guess I just go, what, what, where are my priorities? What do I want more, you know? What I want more, what I want most is to grow and get the lessons I need, even if those are painful and even if it means I don't get to have romance. Mm -hmm. I'm more attached to that than this romantic uh, relationship. Um, I also sort of go to this place where I'm like, I want to um, do something for the world. And the degree to which me being in a romantic relationship makes that more likely is the degree to which I crave a romantic relationship. The degree to which a romantic relationship would make that less likely is a degree to which I would not want one or discourage people from doing it. And this is my comment about, you know, relationships are often the time, the place where dreams go to die. I don't mean that in a negative way. And by the way, there's no judgment. Life is hard. There is zero judgment on this from my perspective. Like I see why people go into relationships and just want to, cuddle up there I'm just not that kind of person and I also feel like at the end of our lives most of us I believe I could be completely wrong about this I think most of us are going to feel more fulfilled if we lived lives on our terms found out what we were capable of alone and or with someone were challenged in ways rose to the occasion I really do think most people maybe that's just jade but when I say, and that's what I mean when I say relationships are the place that a lot of dreams go to die, because I think life is tough, and some people, most people, I believe, I could be completely wrong, simply go, I'll take the relationship, I'll take the contentment and meaning, I won't take the purpose and fulfillment, I'll take the contentment and meaning, and that's going to be my life, and I'm going to love that. And to me, I go, cool, I, I, there's no, zero judgment. In fact, I'm kind of jealous of you in a way, because it's beautiful. Like, it's just that own it then and, and realize, you know, what actually you're doing. I'm the kind of person that just goes, let's just, let's focus on what's really happening here. Because to me, the problem is culture has said to us, we write stories, we are all brainwashed to some degree, the books we read, the stories we hear, the, all the things. And my, my only thing is just question, just have a deep question about this relationship stuff so you don't wake up at 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 and be like what the fuck did i just do with my life yeah you know that's all i'm really saying other than that i'm like hell yes it's amazing it's beautiful but also i'm thinking about all the people who might be listening to this that they're asexual or they're they don't they don't have sexual function or it's just not something that's available to them i mean think about these these incel guys who are these involuntary celibates who are you know, who are putting relationships at a place in their lives where they're, they're so anxiety-ridden about it, now they just hate women. And I just go, that's a lot of energy to be using base-level behavior and being destructive in the world when these guys probably have something when they're at their next-level human self. I refuse to believe as, as, as destructive and dysfunctional and dangerous as these people are, I refuse to believe and if any of them are listening to this, I mean, I hope they see that they are, they are capable of something beautiful and powerful in the world. And whether they have a romantic partner ever or not, they can do something gorgeous for the world or they can just be assholes and, and hate people just because that story that they told themselves that they have to have that. You know, and, and this goes into conversations about men, but I think that's where I would essentially leave this from my perspective. I don't know 
how what you want to finish up with there if you want to keep going because we could go on and on with this but I guess just to say I think it's beautiful too I think if you want it I want you to have it and I think it can be incredibly beautiful I just want humans to realize that fulfillment and joy and purpose don't come out of relationships they can come you know um they don't always come out of relationships I think that they can yeah, I think that's I think that's the part where I need a lot of I I I think I don't think the, I don't think the relationship ever is the source of it mm. uh, ever. I think it certainly can make it more likely as a as a potential support system. I don't think it ever is the source of it. Well, and I, I yes, I I I think I think you actually phrased it better there because yes, I think I think ultimately my main point is that it can nourish us in such a way that it can actually help us deepen into our sense of purpose and everything else. No question. But I also really do believe that if we were meant to go through life suffering all the time, all humans will suffer. But if we were meant to go through life suffering all the time, there would not be so much beauty in the world. And that we do still need to approach things with a a critical lens in everything, in everything that we do to really dig into what are the stories that I'm holding about this? What are the beliefs that I'm holding? What are the assumptions that I'm buying into that may not necessarily fit me? And a lot of people I talked to, myself included, sort of fell a little bit into the trap of the white picket fence life and the, the well, this is, this is just what you do. Like you, you graduate high school, you go to school, you get a job, you uh, find the person, um, get, do the white picket fence life, the two kids, the minivan, whatever. And I just want to extend the, uh, the option to people to challenge that. And there is a lot more of that happening. People are, are stepping into different types of lifestyles and being much more accepting of both finding and creating something that actually works for them and actually feels good to them as opposed to feeling like they need something. Because I think you're right. A lot of people want a relationship because they, they assume that that's what they should have or what they should want, or they're being pressured every time they go home uh, to, to family to visit. It's like, why don't you have a boyfriend yet? Like <laughs> if it's those types of things. And, and that can be hard to resist. We, t- we kind of get taught that peer pressure ends in high school. Peer pressure does not end in high school. And it comes in a variety of different ways. And, and frankly, I think it's sometimes even worse as adults because it's these, these long held cultural beliefs that run deep. Like this shit runs deep. And we have to really look within and you might have to try on a few different lifestyles and relationships on for size before you figure out what does feel good for you or what it is that you are seeking most. But I think both of us very much agree that it still has to start from within. No matter what decision you're making about what kind of relationship you want, it has to start with the relationship with yourself. And that is not just a cliche. You have to do your own damn work. Whether you are in a relationship currently or whether you aspire to be in a relationship, whatever type of relationship you want, whether you just want to uh, cultivate more intimate relationships platonically, you still have to start inside. It has to come from within. Yeah, I... um. I 100% agree with that. And I think that's, that's two that, you know, so now we come to a point of conversion, I, I suppose. That's ultimately uh, why I have the belief I believe I have, because I think all of us listening, like I love the person who did the marriage, the kids, the prom marriage mm-hmm. kids and the white picket fence and the, the caravan. Like if you're listening to this and that's you, yeah, I love it. Love Amazing. that, love that life. Good for you. And hopefully you chose it from a deep sense of 
No, this is actually what I felt called to. This is where I grow. I love every aspect of this, despite the fact that it can be incredibly hard. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately what I'm saying. In that case for that individual, hell yes. Absolutely. In fact, I think we're all envious of you in the same way that I'm envious of the person who did none of that, chased their dreams, and they sit down and someone says, why don't you have kids yet? And they look right at them and say, because I love my life and I choose not to do that because I don't think it speaks to me. But I'm so happy you've had your kids and you love that. And that ultimately, to me, is where we should be. It's like, just ask yourself. And, and even if you catch yourself, and I think this is the most important thing, I think most of us can go, mm, wow, I can see where that choice, perhaps when I was young, was a choice made at a culture level, mm -hmm. not my next level human level. I go, don't get upset about that. That's the whole point. That recognition is the whole point. Yeah. And perhaps in that regard, that relationship that maybe you're not completely satisfied in anymore and or ended was the catalyst for you, perhaps the prodding, perhaps for you to get to that place. And maybe you still can hold both to your point where you will have the, quote, next level relationship. But I think if you hold it in that realm as something that's a cherry on top, something I want but don't need, you're going to be far happier with it if it comes around. And we end on, on a note of agreement. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Love you too. <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.